0: This is the Timothy Project Podcast, and we exist to equip and encourage pastors, missionaries, and ministry leaders. My name is Chad Hunsberger, and with me again today is Kylie Ham. Kylie is the Global Discipleship Pastor at Colonial Heights Baptist Church, uh, we've been serving together the last four years, and yeah. the last couple episodes we did, one kind of a foundation mission and ministry, uh, and then we did one kind of thinking through partnerships, kind of relationships with missionaries and mission work uh, around the world. And and so now um, I would like for us to think about the sending process. I think there's yeah. two parts to that. Uh, one that I think we can do a little bit shorter. It, mm. You could, I mean, there are books on it, so it could, sure. it could be longer. Um, but the sending of a short term right, team. Right. So that's in my mind, anywhere from uh, a few days to maybe two, Couple three weeks, weeks yeah. uh, you know, e- even three weeks sounds long, but mm. still on the short term kind of picture. Uh, and then on the the other end of the spectrum, a long term sending kind of think career missionary right. kind of work. Um, so, yeah, what help us think through maybe first that short term mission we've just thought through partnerships and and those kind of things. So help us think through uh, a little bit of that one week, two yeah. week kind of yeah. trip.
1: I I would say it, it's pretty important if you haven't if you haven't listened to the previous episodes about mission and ministry and what is the uh, what is the goal of the church and missions and everything like that. Uh, I think that lends itself toward long-term sending and what are the actual mission efforts to for the rest of the world to be reached as scripture said so having said that i think the goal of the short-term trip is to support the long-term Effort right. that is taking right. place in somewhere, and that can look a lot of different ways. That can be, hey, uh, we're serving over in this area, and we just we just physically need some manpower to help. Mm-hmm. We got this thing we've been hoping and praying and wanting to do for a while, and we just don't have the hands or the the expertise or whatever to pull it off. Can you send someone for a brief period of time to help us do that? And so that's really you mentioned we would could make this kind of quicker. That's really what I would say about is the role and the goal of short-term mission teams is to support the long-term effort that is taking place there. And so for us, we would say the long-term effort that's taking place somewhere amongst uh, a people group that need access to the gospel is we say we want to see a healthy gospel-centered church Mm -hmm. planted in a particular area to be able to accomplish the ministry of the church, the ministry of Christ. So... As you're planning to do short-term partnerships, short-term teams, that kind of thing, I think it's pretty important to say: does does the reason we want to send a short-term mm-hmm. team there accomplish help move the ball down the That's field right. for the long-term yeah. worker? Because you know we we've joked about this. We've said, hey you you've never made a disciple at home in a week, mm-hmm. you know, right? That's right. So why do you think you're going to go somewhere else where? Potentially, you don't understand the language, right. the culture, all those things. What makes you think you're going to go and make, quote-unquote, make a disciple right. in a week? Now, what you can do is go and support the long-term effort. That's right. That's and right. I, I think when you keep that perspective in mind, it just helps you answer so many yep. other questions about what does it look like to do
0: And I would say that because of that, even even going then, uh, this isn't our primary type but even going to a reached country right but uh maybe that that it, maybe you're not even partnering with the missionary you're partnering right. with another local church there yeah who is saying we still need manpower right uh, we're we're growing we're learning we we have an established church yes but we don't have the manpower to to pull this event or right. this ministry off or this activity or whatever it may be. So could you send some people to help us for a brief period of time that could kind of maybe even if it sounds right, like be a shot in the arm for us. Sure. Um, yeah, there's an established church, but we need help because we're smaller, we're newer, we're younger, whatever the case is.
1: And we're about to do that even in the coming week or so. We, we're partnered with a ministry uh, in Scotland mm-hmm. that is planting churches uh, right. in areas that, you know, Scotland would be considered post-Christian. Uh, but there are some guys there who are committed to planting healthy gospel-centered churches in places where one does not exist anymore. And so just like a church plant here, that's a small team, mm-hmm. and they want to do a holiday club. We would call that VBS or you know community outreach mm-hmm. to children. They want to do that. They don't have the workers. I mean, we struggle right. to get workers here in the states right, for BBS. Right. So let's be honest. So they're really going to struggle, mm-hmm. and so we're going to. That's literally what we're sending. We're people basically there like doubling their manpower. Do. That's right, because they might have right. a dozen people yeah.
0: in their young new congregation. Right. Well, we've got right. a dozen people we're sending. Now they can actually pull off this holiday club.
1: And I think this is a good perspective for, you know, the guys who might be a mission pastor on a church is to remember that as the missions pastor, the seat that I sit in here at the church, I kind of feel like I have this dual role. Yeah. We're supposed to engage and mobilize our church to go to the unreached Mm -hmm. areas. Scripture says that, but there's also a discipleship element to this role, which is we've got to teach our people. To be missional, they've got to hear that uh, spoken mm-hmm. and preached. They've got to hear that, see that uh, in God's word, and then they've got to be encouraged to go and do that. And man, we can't. You, you sometimes you just can't engage everybody to say, "Hey, could you take two weeks off and could you fly for two and a half days and then get in a truck and ride for mm-hmm. another day and a half out in the middle of nowhere into a you know a completely Muslim context or something like." that. A lot of times that's not where people jump on to the engagement bandwagon. And so as the missions pastor, we do intentionally engage in some partnerships that may be in an area that's considered reached, that is um, maybe the travel is a little... Mm-hmm. easier to accomplish, uh, maybe the language barriers aren't as significant, those kinds of things. And we do those intentionally because, like you said, the church there does still mm-hmm. need help, but it's also a way to disciple our people along the road to becoming a missional mm-hmm. Christ follower. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's like an on-ramp. Yeah, right? yeah, we call them that uh, a lot yeah. of, kind
1: of on-ramp partnerships, on-ramp yeah. trips. Yeah,
0: so, okay, so with that scope in mind for short-term trips, sure. uh, there are, certainly um, I would say a a book that could be helpful on that would be when helping hurts yeah, um, yeah. because if we if we go in thinking that we're like uh, the American gonna fix gonna everything. fix everything then we've already started at the wrong spot right. so uh, that 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 book kind of helps paint some of that picture really helpfully for us right so you may you may consider that resource but but let's kind of shift to long term sure the the sending of someone who has raised their hand mm-hmm. and said, "and and by the way, pastor who is listening, uh, I I am convinced more and more that it is our role to call on people to raise their hand, right? Give them opportunity to do that. That can be very practical and." Uh, regularly in sermons, or even even if it's just every once in a while, are you even off, everybody get a card. and Are you are you interested in in this? Are you come to this meeting? Whatever uh, that you might find some people who would say, I, I think I might be called to to, yeah. to to change context and to learn what it looks like to live in another country. Whatever it is, so someone raises their hand, and we want to send them out. What are some of the things before you
1: even go there? Speaking to the lead pastors, I would say you said it's your job to ask the question. Uh, I completely agree. I would also give you another couple of job Mm. description items. Good. It's your job to understand the biblical Mm. role of mission and ministry. Number one, because. Uh, let's face it, just because you're the lead pastor doesn't mean, I mean, like any of us, it doesn't mean you know everything. It's your role to understand that, and it's your role to preach it.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Because I I will tell you, just in, we've talked about networking amongst church staffs, and I have friends who serve in a role like I do, who there's very much a glass ceiling for what they are able to accomplish in a missions pastor role, because uh it's not taught,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, and and we've even talked in the previous episodes about the biblical support sure. for mission. So I would say even before, how do you do it? Uh, man, pulpit support is mm-hmm. critical. Yeah, critical.
0: That's good. I, uh, yeah, just totally agree with that, yeah. and would affirm that, and hope that uh, hope that that's something I I model. Uh, but but I hope that by God's grace. Uh, we We point to that on a regular basis, yeah, so absolutely um so yeah, now, now let's think through sure. the the hand gets raised, and we are super excited. there's somebody who says mm-hmm. they're thinking about mission um what what does what does next look like? what are some things we do here um at colonial heights that might might help someone else yeah, yeah,
1: well, I would say if you if you've not done that before do what we've said about some other things, start connecting with some people because I felt like we had a pretty good foundation of understanding what missions was. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know, several years ago, I would say we had very limited experience in that area. So we did exactly that. We went and spent some time with uh, a guy who was leading inside of a church to, to place a number of people on the field. So um, I would say first and foremost, so this, this is foundational. You're going to need help. Mm-hmm. I mean, so we talked about getting to know mission organizations and things. Go ahead and start, maybe even before someone raises their hand, mm-hmm. go ahead and start finding out who those organizations are, who are you most aligned with as far as goals and how you want to accomplish that. That way, when somebody does raise their hand, you've you've got a couple of choices of That's people right. to talk to uh, because some of them are going to want to operate in particular parts of the world, in certain areas of expertise, those kinds of things. And so you need to kind of know where to go. Um, but the big, and so you're going to need help. That's the big Mm -hmm. thing. Whether that's from someone at another church or a mission organization, uh, you're going to need those resources. But what we have said is there is a particular piece of the sending process that we believe the Lord will hold us accountable for as the local church. And so we we like to say we refuse to ever farm that out. And that is actually just the discipleship That's right. uh, the personal discipleship of our person so ahead of time ahead of our people raising our hand we have recruited people within the church to be we call them mission mentors mm-hmm. they can be you know disciple makers they whatever you want to call yeah. them but essentially we recruit those people and have them waiting on a list for when someone says hey i think i'm i think i'm being called to be mm-hmm. a missionary we want to make sure they're being discipled in the word Uh, from the get-go, and a lot of those people will say, well, I've never been on the field, so how can I be a mission mentor? We're not looking for people that are on the field. Mm -hmm. We'll we'll get those resources elsewhere. We want people who we've seen a proven pattern of them making disciples in the lives of other people because we trust they're going to do that in the life of our missionary. So um, that's the biggest thing. Get them into a discipleship um, relationship with someone who is going to challenge them, um, that it's going to be regular. It's going to teach them to be in the word. It's going to teach them to pray. Um, it's going to, it's going to continue to help open their eyes to the need of the unreached around the world. And, um, you know, you're probably going to need to. Figure out okay, what are you going to recommend curriculum mm-hmm. things like that? Then, mm-hmm. and, and certainly, we'd be glad to talk to people oh, sure. about what we do. But that's the big thing: is begin the discipleship process with them, and and then engage organizations that can yeah. help you get there. and And the other thing I would say is also uh, don't diminish the fact that there is training that will be necessary right. for this. That's right. It's you need the heart to want to go and take on this task. But just being very honest, that's not enough. Mm -hmm. It's not enough to accomplish the task. You need people to help. And so training you know we've mentioned radius before on on mm-hmm. various things um, radius has a specific way of doing mm-hmm. things and specific areas that that is sure. very effective so it's not a one size fits all but it's fantastic training mm-hmm. to understand the missionary task and 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 what is supposed to be taking place sure. when we say we're doing missions there's other organizations that are providing similar training as well but but that's a key piece
0: yep i would even say so so many of I would assume many of the listeners on this uh, are, are local Southern Baptists. Uh, and here's what I would just want to give a caution, okay? We are for the IMB. Right, We right. are a part of supporting it We're financially. A cooperative We're a program yeah, We are connected to it and believe that God can and is using the IMB to make disciples. Mm-hmm. What What I would add to that is what we don't want to do is be, and, and maybe I would encourage you, what you don't want to do is just be the church that when somebody raises their hand, all you do is call the IMB and say, here's my connection. Hope it goes well. Like, we love you. Right. Right. We right. want to still be the church that equips, uh, trains, encourages. We can't do the, the intricacy training, like maybe you're describing, um, we're not necessarily equipped for that. But what we can do is help steep people in a, a knowledge of Scripture and sure. theology and help them understand these things and walk alongside them. Go with them to the meeting. <laughs> right. Take them to lunch with the person from the IMB or from your association or from wherever to be able to help make those lo- longer-term connection kind of things so that um, as as that training is happening— it's not just a pat on the back and say, hey, we, it's been great. Right. But, I mean, that, that has been far too long our mode of operation. Mm-hmm. And, and, like we said, there's so many people in the field that we have met that that's their story. Right. Is my church loved me, but was so afraid or just didn't know that all they did was point and say, talk to that guy.
1: We, we lost Acts 13. Right, that's right. We lost the fact that it was the church who was sending those people that's out. Right. Now, again, like that, means, like we said, you don't have to know everything. You don't have to be a linguistics expert and teach your own people how to learn obscure languages. There are people that can help with that. Right, right. But you're not allowed to farm out your role as the church in sending that. That it that is still our role. It's still our responsibility. To um, not just to the people that need to hear the gospel, uh, because, well, let's just let's just look at it this way: if the role of the missionary is to go and plant a a healthy gospel-centered church where it doesn't exist. How can they do that when they've not seen a healthy gospel-centered church model what the church does for them? And Scripture is very explicit that the church sends people out. The church is where disciples are made. It is the vehicle I'm this Kylie speaking. I believe it's the vehicle Christ created for the making Mm -hmm. of disciples. Yeah. So that's why we say that's what's got to happen in all contexts for the disciples to be made.
0: Okay. So now I I believe that I agree with you. (laughs) I have uh, someone's raised their hand. I'm meeting with them. I'm taking them to wherever. Uh, What are some things? Again, we we got them partnered. They're mentored. Mm -hmm. Uh, What are some things that? are there any other practical things as we are as we are now mobilizing them sending them right. commissioning them what what might be some things that you would say to the the church leader
1: to the church leader it's it's your role and responsibility to be familiar with the organizations that are going to help you get there okay because you need to you need to know who they are you need to quite frankly know if there are some that you don't need to partner with because uh, if, you're just, you're not aligned. And so that's going to turn into conflict down the road. Mm -hmm. Um, so I I would say it's your role to know, uh, some options of how we're going to get our people there. It's also your role as best you can in the local church to teach good missiology, to teach about, um, to give realistic expectations to your people of what that's going to look like. Um, a couple of books that I, I thought about as we thought about this, um, one that just talks about kind of the history of some missions and things like that. I actually read this as a part of a seminary course, but it was incredibly helpful just as information. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's by a guy named Robin Hathaway. It's called a survey of world missions. Mm. Uh, it's I'm not suggesting that you go do everything that's in this book. It's a good kind of information about sure. how that has looked through yeah. different times., yeah. um, One book that has come out recently that I think has been so helpful. In continuing to clarify the role of the local church sure. and what the ultimate task is, which is to see church planted, churches planted, it is a long game. Mm-hmm. It is not a quick race through a country and get everyone converted kind of approach. Uh, it's called No Shortcut to Success, uh, a manifesto for modern missions. Uh, Matt Rhodes mm-hmm. uh, wrote that book. Um, we, we give that to all of our candidates. And ask them to read that because we think it helps ground mm-hmm. them in what they're going to be seeking to do when they're out there. And 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 honestly, there are there are other ideas out there that we would just assume, you know, we'd just assume that our people avoid. Yep. Yep. And so that is helpful. Another
0: thing we give, or I think we still do this, uh, give to early on in the hand raising. It's not uncommon mm-hmm. for us to give. Uh, Let the nations be glad by yes, John Piper. Absolutely. just a good again going back to biblical understanding right. of the, the God's heart for the nations, yeah. and uh, yeah. so so that's a, a another excellent resource right. uh, we would recommend. And
1: here's a, another pretty important step. So when when we have a person raise their hand, uh, we we ask them to complete a questionnaire mm-hmm. for us, and some of that is hey, tell us about your previous marriage sure. experience. Tell us about your family. Tell us those things. But some of those are theological, doctrinal mm-hmm. things. Um, please tell us about how you became a Christian. Tell us your what is your view of the local church? Right. Um, how would you describe the role of the Trinity? Mm-hmm. Um, who do you believe Christ is? Mm-hmm. Those kinds of things. And it's not because we're looking to weed people out of our pipeline, that we're looking to weed them out of our system. It's actually to give us a good evaluation of where they are currently, in What ways we need to help. Them. How can we help? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because uh, and, and that would lead to kind of the next thing I would say is when people raise their hand and you're trying to prepare them to get the field, like you said, don't just call the agency mm-hmm. and, and give them over, but don't rush. Right. Don't be in. I heard somebody say recently, I forget where this was. There's a difference between urgency and and being hasty. Mm-hmm. And we want to be urgent. We see the need, but we don't want to be hasty and, and do things that ultimately lead to failure. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, things like training, things like, uh, you know, it could be that somebody needs some seminary training. Yep. It could be that they need another. Uh, it could be That they need, they're fairly new to your church, they may need another year or two uh, of being in your church Mm -hmm. to get a good, solid understanding of what the local church is before they go out and try to do that with another people. Um, It could be that there's someone who's been in your church, they've not been serving. Mm -hmm. Well... If someone's not been serving in their own congregation, uh, it's going to be a big leap to do that in another culture in another context. And I would even assert it's it's probably not likely to happen if we don't see it happen. So so there there may be things steps that need to be taken to get the person engaged to start to kind of shape and mold them into what looks like a missionary a missionary that would be involved in church planting. Uh, in an unreached people, an unreached language group. Um, so, yeah, don't rush. Yeah. Be urgent, but but That's not hasty. Good. That's good.
0: Yeah, um, I think that these are things that are helpful for, I hope that they are helpful um, as we all are considering, okay, what does that look like? Because we want that. We want uh, that, that piece to happen. We want people to be sent by us. So maybe one last thing, mm-hmm. like the actual thing, with this commissioning, um, Acts thirteen, we keep mentioning that. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't studied Acts thirteen, you right. need to do that. But <laughs> uh, yeah, so there, there's that's where we see this laying on of hands, and then yeah. they sent them out. Right. It says so. Um, what uh, we are about to to do that here at Colonial Heights, uh, we're we're thrilled that that's taking place for us for several. Um, but but who all is included in that? I know the answer to this, but uh, who all is included in that conversation with uh, the candidates and then uh, the the actual, like, putting them before the church, so, so to right, speak?
1: Right, right. Well, one of the things that—and and we're still working through the best way for this process to look, but um, one of the ways is uh, even— Coming up in a couple of weeks, we're gonna ask one of our candidates who's who's looking to be placed on the on the field to come and meet with our elders mm-hmm. and to two things. Number one, help educate our elders about what's God calling you to do because Quite frankly, we want them to be some of the biggest advocates mm-hmm. for our people. Is our leadership, and so we're asking them to come and meet with the elders and 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 uh, share your story, share where God's taking you and everything. Let the elders ask questions, because honestly, it, if you have a biblical view of the church, you will understand that our elders have been placed in authority over us for a purpose, and so it could it could be that that wisdom in many counselors Mm -hmm. helps provide some very needed direction. So the elders are, elders are a big piece of that. We mentioned the mission mentors and the pipeline system is a big piece of that. So the person who is, you know, involved in their personal discipleship, um, you know, we're obviously been asking them to serve. So it could be, you know, people involved with an area of ministry within the church. Um, but one other thing that we consider, and this doesn't have to take place every time, but, um, we talk about the ultimate goal being church planting mm-hmm. so many times if a church is to be planted if that person in particular is going to be heavily involved in the planting of a church then the need to have them equipped and ready for mm-hmm. what we would say gospel ministry uh, is pretty important and you know they might even become a pastor of that mm-hmm. church for some, brief period of time or something like that. So considering things like ordination, mm-hmm. um, you know, is an important consideration. We're actually going to do that with a couple of our mm-hmm. people coming up soon. Uh, like I said, not always necessary because right. there are support roles and other things sure. that people could do on the field that would not, but but that's, that's a consideration. You wouldn't plan a church here without a, a, someone who meets the right. qualifications of elder to pastor that church. So you wouldn't do it in another yeah. context.
0: That's good. Yeah, so we are excited about that, excited to see how God uh, uses all of, uh, yeah, uses the church to To make disciples of all nations, uh, any anything else to add?
1: Uh, I could mention just a couple of other resources. Jumping back to short term missions, if you if you want to help people engage with other cultures, there's a couple of books I've read that were you know pretty helpful. Uh, one's called Foreign to Familiar: Just Understanding the Difference Among Cultures Around the World. Another one's called uh, Serving with Eyes Wide Open. It's by David Livermore, and uh, it's it's about doing short term missions with cultural intelligence, not just going and imposing. Mm-hmm our perspective but understanding the role of missions and doing that in another context but right. uh, but yeah again I'd just reiterate uh, anything we can do to help yeah. other pastors uh, who want to go on this journey with us we're happy to do.
0: Absolutely. Well I hope this helps and I hope it's been beneficial for your ministry and if you think so please rate and review and share this on your social media and thanks for listening. <laughs>